Uh, what's up, dudes? What's up, dude? Oh, I almost suffocated in that silence for 15 seconds. I gotta be honest. I, that was, uh... I was scared. Tall task. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm joined by uh, Garrett and Braden as usual, as, lo- as well as our, our friend Adam. The stallion himself, Adam Peterson, is here. Glad to be here, guys. Offer some, uh, offer some... Hopefully, okay opinions. Long time caller, first time listener. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every fan's dream, yeah. dude. Like the first time, I had to wait like an hour on call waiting. <laughs> like, it was a, so I just decided to come here. So. I remember you won that pizza party for four. Yeah, was, I, I do remember that. That was a big deal. Um, but uh, yeah, the wild card just gonna the wild card is what I call Adam. He's gonna just. <laughs> Hop it as we honestly don't man. know what's going to come. Strong nickname, <laughs> the wild card, the stallion, and the wild card. We don't know what's coming out here, and honestly, I don't either. So we'll, we'll wait and see. It's, I'm, I'm ready to have fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of fun, Garrett and I we uh, we spent the weekend in a bachelor party in Madison, Wisconsin. There was a big yeah. homecoming football game against Iowa. We lucked into first row tickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, like 30 minutes before the game, we woke up that morning, we're like, you know what, we might as well go. Like, yeah. after we told the group we weren't going to go, and then, yeah, 30, 30 minutes before the game, we got first row tickets for 60 bucks. Yeah, 60 bucks. Pack Stadium against number nine Iowa. Yeah. It was it crazy. Was awesome time. Yep. Um, had some good Halloween festivities. We... Came home late, I think Saturday night. Um, we were looking for some food. Oh and my gosh! <laughs> we we left the bars at like one, and we tried to go to Taco Bell. The entire building was just shut down. It wasn't even a Taco Bell. We were anymore. getting Taco Bell for everybody. Yeah, we were gonna order for like twelve people total. Yeah. So then we see okay, McDonald's is like a block away. There's a line of like forty cars. We're like, yeah, this this is a smart idea. We'll <laughs> wait here. And we did, and, and I I'm the one who has to order. I guess I'm, I'm sitting in the back seat. Our driver's at sober cab wants nothing to do with us, and uh, I, I said to the lady, um, "Is it all right if this is a really large order?" She goes, "Yep." I was like, "Okay, can we tip you in cash?" She goes, "Sure." <laughs> and we ordered 140 chicken McNuggets. Oh my god! Ten McDoubles, <laughs> ten chicken sandwiches, oh six god. fries, but they were like out of. McDoubles and, uh, and McChickens. They upcharged us for like the fancy chicken and the fancy quarter pounder. The mix select. We only ended up being like four dollars a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, what are we doing here? That's the first and last time we're gonna pay one fifty for a McDonald's trip. Yeah. yeah, you might as well go to Popeyes at that point. <laughs> for a chicken sandwich. And then, and then it, 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 we were in the drive-through for an hour. Yeah. So we're like, we just we're gonna go home. That's how we gotta use the app. And, and when, nice. when we got home, and like half the people were asleep that like yeah. ordered, and we're like, oh man, oh like, this is just like not ideal. Just a fail all around. Just but like, we did get to watch the first a half hour of G Force. Highly recommend. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> right after you're done with this podcast, go turn on G Force. Yeah, okay. We're gonna be way better than this game. What yeah. is this? I gotta ask. Uh, the, the the gerbil superhero spy movie from like 2004. <laughs> yeah, I'm already sold. You don't have to say anything uh, anymore. Who are our voice actors for the gerbils? We have Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan's the one that I remember. <laughs> I'm in. Cream cherry yeah. on top. Let's the, go. The main human actor is, is Zach Galifianakis. Oh my god. Will Arnett's in it too. Oh yeah. Man. What, what year did this come out? I mean, Do you know. I guess it was at the height of it's at the height of CGI period. Here's how we know. In the cover of the of the disc for the movie, 
it there was a entry for a free trip for four for Disney World, and it expired in like 2009. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god! Expired in 2010. I yeah, think it was 2009. And yeah. also, I'm seeing here that uh, Nick Cage plays a character named Speckles. So oh yeah. So if there's anything else you needed to know, that's it. Yes. And Absolutely. it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. So I'm wasn't that his on Disney Plus? I'm watching yeah. it tomorrow. <laughs> Was that Nicholas Cage's yeah. Oscar or something? Or did I, he, I, I'm pretty I sure. Speckles, the yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of Oscar winners in that film. Anyway, actually, stay tuned yeah. for next week. We're gonna have a full hour long review of the Force. That's episode ten of the podcast. <laughs> Every ten, we just do a deep critical dive into a random <laughs> piece of content. Yeah. All right. Um, should we just move into uh, talking fantasy? Things things that led up to the weeks. Yeah, so we haven't talked since Monday. Yep. Um, I think the biggest thing um, going into the week was Calvin Ridley stepping away from football. Yeah. Like, <laughs> did he retire? Uh, we don't know. don't know. Nobody knows anything. It's right. Probably not forever. But like, players don't really just do this either. I feel like. That was your guy going into the season, too. Oh, right? I was a big Calvin Ridley guy. I almost traded for him this season. And then he had that sat out for personal reasons another game, and I was like, I'm not going to touch this. He was like consensus, the person that people thought could be the underdog person to be like wide receiver one in oh, fantasy. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. the number one wide receiver in fantasy. And it's just crazy because it could be two weeks. It could be a whole season. It could be a career. could be. Like you don't know, and it's, it's tough. So it's like, what do you do in redraft? You know, in, in this situation, I mean, I feel like you gotta hold him for a little bit until there's some clarity because he is viable. Sure always had a tough year. Technically, be able to be in an IR slot. I don't think so. No, really. ESPN's real finicky with that. Maybe sleeper would would allow it, but yeah. Didn't he step away just because of uh, mental health concerns? Too? Yeah, yeah. So but, but we don't know anything more. Sure. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. so we support it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Good yeah. for him. And uh, it seems like. Uh, kind of a growing trend of um, athletes kind of bucking that trend of like trying oh, to for sure. grind yeah. through it and like addressing that because society's stigmatized that unfortunately and it's like important to treat that just as important as like a physical injury too so for sure mm-hmm. and the NBA like it's crazy with that too like Kevin Love was huge DeMar DeRozan well last year Dak Prescott Dak Prescott. Hayden Hurst yeah, had exactly. like big campaigns and yep that's right that's yeah. crazy. So yeah. good for him. Um, it's just, you know, that was a key game, and it's a contract year for him, so you know he wouldn't be stepping away unless it was something that was really something he had to take care of. So just wish him the best, and hopefully, yeah, I mean, hopefully he's able to bounce back and just be, be good as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, if he wants to come on the pod, share his story, like, yeah. we'll, we'll help him out. We'll make a spot. Yeah. <laughs> clear, clear out a little section. Absolutely. Uh, other yeah, stuff going into the week, like NFL news, Mark Ingram traded to the Saints. Yep. That, that was... Uh, Not very uh, exciting. Unexpected. It was unexpected. Um, dude, I think that's a big boost for the Saints. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, just, I think, when they were talking about him in the game, like, just how, like, good of a dude he is, and, like, how much, like, he's still super tight with New Orleans after being there for nine years, mm-hmm. and then they come out and just have, like, a dominating performance against the Bucks. Yeah. He's, like, the biggest hype man. Have you guys seen... Did you see, I, I posted in our group chat, that video of after the win, it's like Mark Ingram like doing like a live TikTok or something, he's dancing, and all of a sudden they flip to Jameis Winston on crutches, and he's just jamming. Also, by the way, sh- shout out to Seth, new listener, met him at the bachelor party this weekend. Yep. Uh, new listener. Yep. Seth. Uh, and he called that. 
He did. He, he, he was definitely like, uh, I would bet the Saints on this game. Yeah, I'm a Bucks fan. I know the He's Bucks Bucks don't fan. play well yeah. at the the Saints, and um, you know I'm picking the upset there. Yeah, and and wow. he's right. Yeah, I didn't I didn't believe it. But did no. you guys know that Jameis was on track for if he would have kept up his rates, 38 <laughs> touchdowns and like eight or nine interceptions over a full year? The yeah. five touchdowns in the first game certainly helped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But, but it's crazy. I mean, that those he was yeah, I mean, set up for a great year. It was like 2,500 yards or something because he barely was thrown for passing yards. But yeah. he, his ratios are insane. Like it was, it's, it's yeah, Sean, like Sean Payton he's, has changed his style a little bit where he's not taking the crazy shots he would and he, either just throwing it away or taking a sack. Yeah. Um, so I think that helps. But he, he's been pretty good in that office so, offense so far this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, serviceable Absolutely. easily. I, I mean, it's definitely a downgrade – uh, team-wise, to have to now go with Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But probably fantasy upside. I mean... Surely. Uh, Taysom Hill's going to play well. Yeah. Kamara's still going to get his. Yeah, it's just those rushing quarterbacks can really just seem to just knock it down just a little bit on the... Like, just overall at the weapons, because all of a sudden, he'll just... Taysom will just want to bail all of a sudden, but... And you, I mean, yeah. he'll keep it moving. Like, he'll keep getting them opportunities like he's not a slouch and you definitely don't want to lose you don't want to like lose him too to injury Mm -hmm. like he might throw it might run less probably not though because like Simeon comes in and looks great too Mm -hmm. he's so solid actually yeah yeah I mean he was he was a starter for like yeah he started like 20 games this career 24 games this career Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah yeah. No, he's he's like I would consider him a top you know top ten backup or maybe a little better. Like he's he's Fair. overall solid. Yeah, yeah. You, know, he, you don't feel like it's a terrible downgrade if he's in there. But that's our third string. Yeah. That's right. what I'm um, other injuries going into the week. Um, so players that didn't play that or led the big performances. Uh, Dak and Zach Wilson. Uh, you get Cooper Rush. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. In a second. And you get Mike White just. Just Mike balling. White went off. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> we've been we've been Mike White fans since high school. Yeah, uh, guys, recommend looking up his music video. I do drugs. Yeah, on great YouTube. music video. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think we yeah. only I think it only has like fifteen hundred listens, and I think we got to be over a hundred. I, I think yeah no I think it's like a ten thousand ten thousand and we're, we we're at about two or three thousand. Yeah, we, we might be that many. <laughs> that is insane. It's <laughs> one of the worst songs of all time, and it's not the same Mike White. I, Who knows? Well, we, we oh, it's not. No, it could be. It could. <laughs> no, we don't want to rule it out. Yeah, I believe. I mean, I believe it one hundred percent was him. I think after that performance, like of course he has that, that, that kind of video. Like, <laughs> four hundred yards in his first game. Balling. He went 37 for like 45, and two of his incompletions were interceptions. Like, yeah. That's insane to I come mean, Me, like me and you were even talking of, like before the game, saying that the Bengals are right up there with the best in the AFC. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. they... Then they, they were the number one seed going into by the Mike White. I mean, it was a weird game, though. It's what, I mean, we were in the car on the way back from the party, but... It didn't seem like the Jets were like in it the whole time. Like, no, the Jets they had a came really big comeback, didn't they? Yeah, and then they were just like, I mean, they were hyper targeting the running backs. Like Michael Carter went nine for ninety five or something. Ty Johnson, and Ty Johnson went yeah. for like five for seventy one. It's like what? Yeah. What was that game plan? They went for over four hundred yards. Like what was going on? But I mean, a lot of people played. Maybe, maybe even paid Fab for the Bengals' D in that game. Oh, yeah. And it ended up being a massive disappointment. Mm-hmm. Just like a total trap. My Bucks D did, too. Oh, shoot. Does Zach Wilson feel threatened right now? Yes. There's no. A, Mike White is going to start <laughs> if, they, if they, he can win games. Yeah. No, for I guess 
since Zach Wilson is not going to be healthy for this game, and Mike White puts up another 400 yard right, game, you're not going to bench. Then him. you're not going to bench him, right? Or you if know. you win two games, like they yeah. drafted too high to like give out. I, I disagree. Like, like, like you, you, this guy has shown in seven games that he's he's not ready to win right now. Yeah. What if this guy? What what if Mike White can win and or helps them win? Yeah. Start him. Yeah, you start. You you're start first until you coach. Doesn't mean you give up on Zach Wilson. No, 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 not at all. No, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying like you're committing to Mike White for like <laughs> signing him to a big contract. That's a really draft thirty guaranteed. Mike White, baby. But, but I'd let him ride out the year. I mean, not the year. I mean, as long as he's playing, he's playing well. Yeah, yeah. 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 How could you have not? to. If he shits the bed next week, then yeah, then it's easy yeah. to sit over. And then he's in New York. <laughs> you know, the fans will eat him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it was weird, though. He had a ton of energy. And then, um, yeah, I think what we're seeing right now is maybe it's not a given that your rookie quarterback should come in and start. Like, maybe it's good to have him have a redshirt year, you know, quotations, but like a redshirt type year to sit behind a decent quarterback, a veteran, and soak it up. Because I think sometimes you can can screw with the mental – you can screw mentally with these young quarterbacks where they might not even be able to bounce back. Like a, I mean, we'll see what happens to Sam Darnold, but it could just could be one of those things where if you start bad enough, it's like, do they ever recover mentally from that? I mean, I still believe in Josh Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he was like, I'm going to make, what was that line? I'm going to make everyone yeah. <laughs> Nine mistakes in front of me. <laughs> but anyways... I love the Jets, but... Uh. Yeah. So, yeah. The other big thing, too, and I think it happened Monday. We got the first sense of it. I think we mentioned it on the pod. Did we mention it? Or right after the pod. Devontae? Yeah, that Devontae Adams was on the COVID, on the COVID list. list. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about it last week or not, but then they have to get... They go to Green Bay without Lazard, without Devontae Adams, and then they... Without Valdez Scantling, and then they lose Robert Tunyon in the game. Yeah, tears his ACL in the first half. And they beat the Cardinals. That was... If there's if there's any luckier team than the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> right. I haven't seen them in the last twenty. Years. Like what is going on? Oh my gosh! And they, I gotta shout out to Justin for throwing in Randall Cobb because he just called all these uh, injuries. Dude, before. don't shout out Justin. <laughs> he texted me, text me on the way home. He, Zach saw this, I think, or I told Zach about it. On the way home, we're driving home. He goes, "I really shit the bed this week." Oh, yeah. <laughs> goes on to score one forty. Yeah. What the hell, man? <laughs> he pulled the Garrett Jinx, man. He did the reverse second. Oh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, can you text Garrett right now? He's a little confident. Garrett, uh, you did need forty-two points from Daniel Jones tonight to beat Justin. Uh, he's currently at negative two. Ooh, negative two. <laughs> Not, I mean, I was. I knew I was either gonna so you, get. 30, or I was going to get 4. Exactly. It's There's no in-between. That's, that's, da- that's Daniel Jones. That's going to have to come back. In the yeah. Though. <laughs> you never doubt Danny Dimes, though, man. He can drop 50 on you like that. No, he can, <laughs> but the rest of the games, he only scores 4. <laughs> he's got the yeah. widest barrier of yeah. ceiling and floor. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> I, think, I think he's the worst quarterback, worst starter in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but he's super but athletic. Super athletic. <laughs> like he can he's, run like a banshee. Unless he's got an eighty-yard touchdown, then he's guaranteed to fall. Yeah, I think that I think that Daniel Jones would be the perfect quarterback for the wild cards fantasy team. He would just love that roller coaster. It could be fifty points. It could be negative ten. You don't even know. The wild card referring to me, of course. Oh, <laughs> okay. The one and only Adam Peterson. Adam Peterson. Okay. Well, I yeah, I will admit I'm uh, still in the process of uh, mastering the game. Like these guys. Uh, sorry, I haven't, I haven't joined. I haven't joined a fantasy team yet. Um, yeah. So we're we're dipping our toes in. Um, 
Yeah, we're open to all ears here. You know? We are. We help all, not just the, the veterans, but the rookies, too. <laughs> and I'm definitely a rookie. This isn't a hazing culture in this locker room. You know, we, we prop everyone up. We build. <laughs> but I think that all the the Green Bay receiving options, minus Robert Tunyon, are all going to be back next week. I mean, they all clear their protocols. and Right. At least two of them. It sounds like Scantling was about to come back and just missed the game, so mm-hmm. he'll probably yeah. be back, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of fantasy points to be had out there. Um, the the backup running back. Dylan, man. Yeah, A.J. Dylan had a, a solid performance after and just the worst two two weeks ago. We'll touch on it a little bit later, but they get to play in the Chiefs next week. Oh, my gosh. That could be so damn high scoring. Oof. A-Rod. It'll be fun. Um we're kind of on just the NFL and not so much fantasy. Mm-hmm. You guys want to talk about the Vikings and just get it over with? Absolutely. <laughs> 40 minutes later. Thanks for listening. That's Vikings talk. <laughs> I just, I bet it's just like 40 minutes of sobbing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Going yeah. into the week. Um, there's a lot of hype. Yeah, when we saw we, we talked about Dak being Friday, out. Dak is probably out Saturday. Yeah. yeah, he's still probably out Sunday. He's out. Feeling pretty good about Feeling the Vikings' chances. Now, I think we definitely talked about this on the trip as well. The Vikings do this. Like, this is something that this coaching staff does. Got a we reputation. lost to Andy Dalton. We lost to Chase Daniel. We've lost to Matt Moore, who they picked up off the street. Oh, I forgot about that. And now we lose to Cooper Rush. Yeah. Like, this is all within the last three years. I remember that Colts game in, like, 2016 or 2017. Like, he just... There's a pattern. Every single year, there's at least one just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I need to forget about this. I'm traumatized. Josh Allen's second game of his career. Oh. And he hurdles bar. Yeah. Like, no, this just this just happens. This is what we do. Even Trubisky with the Bears, I remember yeah. a game where he was just running all over us and we couldn't stop him. But Tanner Tanner was texting me before the game, and he's like, "It's either going to be a blowout or we're going to lose." Yeah. And I'm like, "That's exactly right." <laughs> They're just yeah. like, just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But I and, don't know. And it was just like there was nothing. The only thing I was nervous about with having Cooper Rush, I was like, "There's nothing to gain here and everything to lose." Like <laughs> yeah. you go in there, yeah. it's like you. You're not. You're not even happy if you win. It's expected. Like it's like you, you are. Win. You have to you win have this to game. Win. So that makes the stakes almost ten times worse than if Dak is there because you can make excuses like Dak. Okay, is solid. Whatever. Like we we lost Patrick Peterson. Whatever. But this is a guy who hasn't played in an NFL game since 2017. He's never started a game. And we got to tip our caps a little bit because Cooper Rush actually did play for someone just coming in, just yeah. a solid. There was you know, dives where he I was really good. I yeah. don't think we could have had a worse. Defensive play call. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you have two guys that can separate in CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. And what are we going to do? We're going to dare Cooper Rush to throw by leaving these guys eight yards of separation. Yeah. On every single play. Yeah. Massive cushion. Like, what, what are we doing? It just made zero sense. Yeah. That almost speaks to their ability or like their their thought of Cooper Rush to like what he could and couldn't do if you're leaving receivers that wide open. And we were kind of <laughs> getting gashed on the run, it seemed like, right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So like, I get stacking the box because that's how they beat you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they limited them to like 78 yards rushing. Yeah, so we, so we, like, stack, we stacked the box every single play telling Cooper Rush, throw the ball. Yeah. And then he did. Yeah. They're afraid to give up the big play. So they yeah, the, the big game. play was bad. Yeah, I, there, there was a few... Th- Plays where you know our defense really missed out on opportunities, 
but I, it was only because it felt like they were on the field for 50 oh, minutes. Yeah. They were dead. I don't know what the time of that possession was. It could have been 45-15. <laughs> it could have been 50-10. I'll look that up right now. Neither one would have surprised me. Yeah. Oh. It, the Vikings were 1-14 for 14 on third downs, and they got the only third down conversion on their first drive of the game. And then I... That play calling as well. And now, I'm not going to blame it all on Clint because I think that Kirk is some to blame there, obviously. Absolutely. But we, I think on, he, Kirk threw the ball eight times on third down or nine times on third down. At least. And only, I don't think any, any passed the first down marker. Huh. Yeah. Every single throw he made was short of the third down. Yeah, it was, uh, Dallas had... 32 minutes, 32 seconds of possession in Minnesota with 27. Yeah, yeah 20 because minutes. Dallas also wasn't moving the ball well no, in, it, in it, chunks. For the majority but of the game. The yeah. Vikings only had one good drive all game, whereas the, 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 yeah, the Cowboys were able to have three or four good drives that they put together. They'd True. get down to the 20, and then they couldn't finish, and we were able to make a stop, and they kicked like a field goal or something. But mm-hmm. yeah. Three and out city. I, I, I honestly was refreshing my phone most of the day, like waiting to see Zimmer fired. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I thought I was very, I was not confident he would be, but I was like, it would not surprise me at all. Now the fans like, have, have he, turned he, he, he so deserves, hard. He deserves to be fired. Yeah, that was. We, this has happened too many times, and it just we can't can't no. T- t- I talked to these two last night about it. No Super Bowl contending team would lose this game. No. Absolutely not. No. no, no chance. No, it just almost felt like the beginning of the end for the the Zimmer era. And I was telling you earlier about metaphor of the Titanic, where yeah. it's like they just struck the iceberg, they know it's going to go down, and now it's just a question of who's going to survive, yeah. who's not. That's intense. <laughs> who's going to survive? Who's not? That's a very wild card statement. That's a very wild card. Um, no, I no, I agree. I mean, it's it's tough. Like I still. You know, I still have some sympathy for for Zimmer just because I've always been a big fan of Zimmer. But when you have a loss like this, it's pretty inexcusable, especially when there was multiple clock management mistakes that just. And that's, I think I view it as a third the offensive line, a third Kirk, and a third the coaching. Like I think it was all pretty like equal to blame across the the situation. But it was just, I mean, it was. I mean, it's just tough to even have any optimism when you know like Daniel Hunter's out for the season now, and you yeah. have. Coming off this loss, like, oh my gosh. I, the only thing you can hope is for, like, a John DeFilippo year era where all of a sudden there's just a complete major shakeup because they're afraid of losing their job, and we have a massive offensive play calling shift, and it actually works, mm-hmm. which just can happen. We're still four, three and – is it three and four now? Yeah. Three and four. Three, three and four. four. It, t- it can happen. Like it's, yeah. And we could still even slip in the wild card, but when you see this, it's like – we just feel with this, with Zimmer and this coaching staff with the current philosophy, we're a high floor, low ceiling team. Like we can be one game out of the playoffs and maybe sneak it in, but then we actually get to the playoffs and then it's like now what? And we do this right. Keep you're this, not you're not gonna especially without Daniel Hunter, you're not going to win a playoff game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and two, like it just comes down to you know, in my humble opinion, like. Uh, why do you play the game in the first place? You, you want to win. You want to win the championship. And like that should be the goal and that should be the sideline. Like, barely squeaking into the playoffs seems to be like the mindset and doing what you can to like navigate the regular season just so you can make the playoffs. And once you get there, it almost feels unprepared. So mm-hmm. like that, no matter what happens after this year, it almost seems like there's got to be 
structural changes to this team in mm-hmm. order to be successful going forward. Yeah, I feel like the tides have, have shifted and and fans are ready for a major change. Is this uh, a blow everything up sort of situation, or is this a make one or two key changes up top and see what happens? I think that this team is so... Um, we're in such cap hell. Like, mm-hmm. in, in, like, coming up, because we've just kind of continued to keep pushing back really, really, really big contracts mm-hmm. um, and spread it out over more and more years. And I think that... I, I It wouldn't... If we could trade Kirk for something that made sense. It wouldn't shock me to see Clint, Zimmer, and Kirk all not with the team next season. Wow. I mean, that team's got to be really bad, though. So, like, that that starts a whole two-year process. Because if you cut your head coach, your OC, and your starting quarterback... I think they could be this bad this year. With now just losing to Neil. I don't think they're going to lose out. No, 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 no. I think you could have a top 12 pick. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I think they could also be the wild card. They could. Yeah, they could. I, I think they're a, still in it. I know even. a team that needs a starting quarterback. You're on the Saints. The Saints? Can you imagine them coming to get Kirk? <laughs> that would be actually pretty crazy. I'd be so pumped. I would be very pumped. They're one of like two teams that would make like a crazy aggressive trade like that yeah. because they don't value draft picks as I much think, as other teams. I do think they're in cap hell too, though. I think they that's are. why they're kind of yeah. in a down season. But... I think they're still paying Drew Brees like $20 million. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> still paying them out. Uh, no, I think um, for me, I still think we have top 10 talent on our team on both sides of the ball. I think that whatever's happening right now, the philosophy is handicapping that and keeping us from reaching our full potential. And... Um, when you have top 10 talent, the GM's drafting fairly well, right, or making fairly good roster decisions, I say keep Spielman, and I say just tr- try to get a new head coach, get a new offensive coordinator, and just start fresh offensively and defensively, I guess, on those sides of the ball and just and, and see if you can run it back next year. But, you know, Rob Brzezinski always seems, they call him, what, the cap wizard, which I don't know how long he can be a cap wizard for, but maybe he can pull some magic. Out. He's, He's like Merlin. He's been around for thousands of years. There's no term limits. I think that uh, if we blow everything up, I mean, this is just off the cuff, but um, I think you hire a young, offensive-minded head coach. Probably do. I think you maybe just promote Andre Patterson to defensive coordinator. Fully support that. And just yeah, let, let your let your new offensive head coach bring whatever guy he wants in to be his OC and help install his system. And yeah, I'm I've been team Drake Kirk for a while. So you you, you go in with a, a two year plan where you you maybe Kellen Moore is the guy that they want to develop under this new regime, or maybe they go a different target. Would that be kind of fun? Yeah. Kellen Moore, I love Kellen Moore's play caller. The potential's there. We have no idea. Yeah, he's, we don't. We, have, we don't have any idea. But, like, he's he's been really good with Dak. How realistic is that? Are you talking about Kellen Mond? I am talking about Kellen Mond. I'm talking okay. about Kellen Moore. He's got Kellen Moore as our head coach. The mm-hmm. Dallas. Uh, <laughs> our, the Dallas RC. Yeah. yeah. But... I mean, I'd love for both. <laughs> We're doing both. No, I mean, no. Honestly, I'm not looking forward to a rebuilding time. I'm worried. I'm I'm getting flashbacks. Thinking about Kellen Mond taking over reminds me of like the Tavares Jackson years, and it feels a little too close to that. My God, and so that makes me a little nervous. But Kellen squared is gonna win yeah. everything. Take two, baby. 
Uh, I just don't want to have another stretch of just total mediocrity, but sometimes that's it happens with every team eventually. So we'll see what happens. But I'm hoping they try to figure out a way to run it back next year and just have some like some kind of like philosophy infusion, like just shake up that that sparks you know re- helps us reach our full potential. Yeah, I thought about that today too. Like it almost seems like I don't know if that's the tone from ownership of like just being just good enough to like not have these like. One in fifteen seasons under their belt, like they'll go for, no, the nine and seven, and like just get there, and like sometimes that that tear down is necessary to like accrue that talent, and like that's how winning organizations kind of go forward. You have to have those extreme garbage years, unless you're the Lions, <laughs> and then you're professionally bad. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you, you almost have to go through that 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 pain, and like with the right people at the top. But this, yeah, I think that I, I think that <laughs> after seeing what's happening to the Lions by the rest of the NFL, I think that makes us even look worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have we got Lions, Browns, Cowboys. Do we have anything in between there? No, had a bye last week. Oh, oh my gosh, it's a real rough. Stretch. Our offense has been awful. Yeah. It's been a really bad stretch. <laughs> And it was crazy because we started off like shootouts. Like we were scoring 30 points a game and it was explosive. Yeah. And then, yikes. Yeah, I mean, we had the the Panthers game in between where oh, we looked pretty good until right, our defense right, that's choked. That's right. Um, yeah, so what do we got? Ravens. At, at Ravens. At week. Baltimore. <laughs> at Baltimore. <laughs> the schedule, we talked about the schedule coming out of the bye. It was not easy. Yeah. This should have been one of those ones we could have won. We, we said we needed to go yeah. two, at least two and two. Yeah. Probably like, three and one to feel really good. Yeah, and go we are not switch. gonna go. We're not gonna go three and one. No, we're not gonna. <laughs> this was the game you had to win. That game scares me. Like yeah. just the, the dude Lamar Jackson. Just that organizational yeah. thought too of like, what was that game? Um, God, I can't even remember right now. Against where, the Chargers, was maybe? it Char- uh, where? John Harbaugh was basically yelled on the field like, "Hey, what do you want to do here? Do you want to go for it?" Yes, and they, got, they got the fourth down conversion and it's, like it's took just, a knee to end the game. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, it was earlier this season. Uh, if it was like against the Bills or something, it was a big, big it prime was time Bills, game. Yeah, and it was like that's such a stark contrast in like my eyes too of like where Kirk in his post game interview yesterday. Getting call time out. Yeah, well, he was like, "I defer to the coaches. I don't know exactly know what they're thinking. You know, I don't have the quote." Pulled up yeah, in front of me, stop. but he's stop, like, stop. I, I defer to basically the coaching staff. I, I, I just work here. I did see Zimmer's reply today, and Zimmer said he took he the, took accountability, yeah. but like he he what did he say? Like the the, the officials aren't supposed to call or are supposed to grant the timeout the second time. They basically defer that they messed up too because they're not supposed to mm-hmm. grant the second timeout. Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that when we were watching. You, we were. I was like, I was like, they had two timeouts. We like, were watching, and then you were like, "Wait, where did our timeouts go?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. What, did they just disappear? Like, what just happened there?" I haven't. I think that happened in both halves. I like before commercial break, it showed we were at two timeouts. Come back from the commercial break, we're at one timeout. Yeah, so we called. I think. Yeah, I don't think we saw it on YouTube TV, but I think that we called. I was gonna say. I think the Vikings only called four timeouts, but they used six last night. <laughs> But, I mean, I have a lot of difficulty believing that we're going to be able to contain Lamar in the run game. We just tend to be very bad at that. And then uh, missing Patrick Peterson, missing Daniil. Hopefully Michael Pierce is back. 
Um, but it's you know it's it's not looking great unless our secondary can can be okay. Um, our, I think our yeah, only it's really goal. our offense actually. <laughs> it's, it's the offense is really what's sputtering right now. I mean, you got to figure out a way to ignite something. So I, I bet Kubiak's trying to come up with something right now. That's like literally his job is on the line. Like you know mm-hmm. that he's sitting there. Like I have to do something. And I don't know if he'll be able to handle the pressure. A CJ Ham screen. You saw that Juke in the open field, dude. It's gonna work. It's gonna work. It won't be negative two yards every time. Yeah, if you throw twelve, you're bound to at least get one that gets positive yards. Yeah, Kirk. He's not Kirk Cousins until he can prove otherwise. At least consistently, he's checked down Charlie. Checked down Charlie. Charlie. Man, okay. I think the, yeah. the Vikes' only hope next week, which, uh, you know, is not a viable hope three out of four times, is that... Mar Jackson doesn't play? Well... <laughs> Wait, no, we good. can't we can't bake on that either. That's no, a... Baltimore is coming out of a bye, and instead of them being more prepared and more well-rested, they just come out flat. Sure. Because um, the Vikings are really good at coming out flat. Um, if it's a big... Flat. And finishing flat. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we've shown that we can be a high-scoring team even this year. But, yeah. man, it's been a long time since we found that, it feels like. So, maybe they'll they'll catch lightning in a bottle. Who knows? Anyone going to uh, be bold enough to pick the Vikings to win this week? Uh, no. I cannot. After that. Is that a noon game? Noon game. game. In Carolina? At, at, at Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh I think that's a loss. So, yeah. The charges after that, I don't think. Can, I want can, one can, of us can, to be contrarian Can we maybe a little bit more fun and maybe bet the line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you give the Vikings five points to work with, we might we might be inside of that. We're a little jaded right now. <laughs> we're we're uh, feeling extra Minnesota sports fans. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, the only thing I can see is two coaches with their, and potentially GM with thinking their ass is on the line, which it is, and trying to save their job, and they catch lighting in a bottle. But I'm not betting on that. Yeah. It's, it's five. I think it's five ten, capable. Yeah. I think we're capable of it. I mean, we've shown that we can be a decent defense and we can be a, a very good offense, but it's really like, ha- tough to be optimistic after that. <laughs> last I feel game. like in this room I'm the most optimistic that we win, and I think that's kind of weird. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet on Minnesota to be within five. Yeah, I'd bet with for them to be within side five because the previous six games they've all felt like they were inside five points. They probably were. Yeah. Um, but you also have Daniel Hunter. Yeah, Daniel Hunter Peterson out. out for the season. Patrick Peterson out. Our secondary looked awful. And if Michael Pierce doesn't play, and if Michael Pierce is out again, it's going to be tough to to have defensive pressure. But I think our offense is. Ceiling is still so good. It is. It is. Yes. I mean, that's the, that's the, the thing that like the offense is going to at the end of the year be a top ten offense. Probably. But that's just that's just how they are. They, they, they are a good offense. And why does it feel like it? Because it's it's not always. It, it's. Fire I'm talking about rate. yardage. I'm talking about points. That's the kind of like we play to our competition so much, and when they're playing well, we're. Like our we're, offense we're, matches. Yeah, our offense matches. We're keeping the game close. And we're so drive-to-drive, drive, so inconsistent. We're one drive, we'll just have this major explosive play, and then we'll go, like, five straight three and outs. And then the next one, we'll have a deep bomb to, like, Thielen and Jefferson put together this amazing drive, and then we lose it for another three, two or three drives. And that's just kind of how it goes. But I, I, I think for me, it's just with these mobile quarterbacks, we've shown so much that 
we struggle so hard when they get, when they break loose out of the pocket and the coverage breaks down, especially without Patrick Peterson. That's why I'm so if if our offense is firing all cylinders, I would be like, okay, it'll be a shootout or something. But I'm just I feel like there's gonna be so many big plays by Lamar just getting out of the pocket and buying time, and with how bad our secondary is right now, it's just uh, it's tough to be optimistic for me. <laughs> Uh, you, you you brought me back down to earth, reminding me of how bad our defense is now. Because <laughs> um, I felt like our offense could it always plays to the competition. Like right. they're gonna they're gonna keep the game within one score. So if the other team's scoring a lot, we're gonna score a lot too. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think the consensus around the room is a loss. And uh, what, what what would you take like a, a small victory out of, or like feel good if? If Greg Joseph missed a kick. If Greg Joseph <laughs> was perfect on all his kicks on Sunday, it's not too bad of a day. No, I'm saying if he misses the kick to win. <laughs> I'd be okay. He'd, he'd yeah, be fine with that. I'd be fine with that. Right at home. Yeah. No, I, I um if we could get four touchdowns next game, I'd feel okay. Like we're starting to at least Show that we can score four touchdowns. A lot of points. You guys sound yeah. like you could run the Vikings right now. Oh, if I, we could just limp to this like moral victory, then we'll <laughs> get to be nine and seven at the end of the year and make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. that's how we feel. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. God. Let's get off this depressing. Topic. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what? I didn't realize that wild card. Adam. Fe- <laughs> I didn't realize Adam Thielen was. Six, ca- uh, six catches for 78 yards, and Justin Jefferson is two for 21. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to we'll that. Get, that's, we'll, that's we'll get my, to JJ specifically my, um, yeah, on, our, on our bad performances from the football this week. But, yeah. uh, let's talk about the good ones. Okay. Um, I told you about it earlier when uh, Justin was texting me, but that, that Bill's Dolphins game, tight all through halftime. Josh mm-hmm. Allen destroys the second half. Yeah. So he, he's leading the way with quarterbacks. Uh, dude, Mike White, Jimmy G, <laughs> Justin Fields, Geno Smith. That's four, you top, that's four of your top six quarterbacks out there. Dude, it was crazy seeing how bad Seattle was on offense the last couple games with Geno, and then him to just like all of a sudden light it up that first half. It was I was like, what the heck? Yeah, dude, Geno, awesome Tyler dude. Lockett is he back? Is he back? <laughs> this, is, this is Tyler Lockett's back. I know. This is Tyler Lockett. It's what we held on for. Yeah, just for the next three games to get one or two catches again. Yep. Twelve reception. That's yeah, insane. Dominated. Uh, so obviously he was on our wide receivers list. Michael Pittman. Dude, he's Michael Pittman's playing great. He's, he's like a must start. He's a must start going forward. I mean. Absolutely, he's finally he's had so many good games this year. Cooper Cup kept it going somehow. Oh, Another hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, Debo Samuel goes for one eighty. Um, Robert Woods had two touchdowns. I don't know. It was, it was a weird scoring fantasy week. I thought. Yeah. Um, a lot of like the really big guys. Didn't go off, and then the others did. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, like, lower guys or middle-of-the-line guys, like, really went off. Except for the running backs. I mean, we did the Michael Carter, um, Elijah Mitchell, but then otherwise it's all the studs. It's, like, Joe yeah. Mixon, Henderson, Eckler, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, but not all the studs. Not all the studs. Dalvin, didn't, Dalvin didn't get it done. Nick Chubb. Did not get Nick it done. Nick Chubb did not get it done. James um, Robinson. James Robinson, yep. DeAndre Swift. And then the biggest one, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Oh, 
Derrick Henry, man. Tough news. It is tough news. He's out for six to ten weeks. Yeah. The it's number one surgery. player in fantasy. Just dominating this year. Yeah. And now you lose him. And, but, dude, our boy, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> AP. Coming in to carry the load. Yep. He's going to come in. He's going to look better <laughs> yeah. than Derrick yeah. Henry. We need a one <laughs> AP redemption tour. Yeah. Gets a thousand yards the rest of this year, just twelve touchdowns. Vaults them to the number one seed. <laughs> oh man! And then just the most dominant running back duo of all time in the yeah, playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. Just fifty carries, four hundred yards. Just doesn't even throw. It's no. just AP Derrick Henry, both no, in the backfield at the same time. <laughs> That's incredible. Speaking into existence. I gotta say, Antonio Gibson is uh, another one that's. Little little worrying. I mean, you see, he got pulled off the injury report. If you saw before the game, so you're like, okay, what's going on there? Like, is he's in our shin splints better? And then you see Jared Patterson get like 11 carries. Yeah. And, and Gibson didn't get nearly the same. Which I'm inclined to believe they're just trying to like not use him too much before the bye. But it's still interesting how they take him off the injury report, and then you have this. You know, I mean, Jared Patterson, who was what like a late round draft pick, maybe even undrafted running back. Come in, he's a small guy, and, and take carries. I feel right. like the the best time to have sold Antonio Gibson was last week. I don't yeah. know if his ceiling is above a consistent RB twenty. Like not right now, not without Fitzpatrick. That's for sure. Well, I don't know. I don't know that it's. I don't know that it's Fitzpatrick. I don't think it's Heineke. And this could just be like an Elijah Mitchell situation where the guys around him are playing good. Yeah, or like. Better. He's better than the the rest of the backs, and maybe Jared Patterson has showed that he's the the guy. Could I? I'm. I don't. From my opinion, is it's not that as much as the injury, and maybe they're trying to kind of protect him a little bit because um, obviously it's kind of a lost season for them right now. I mean, they were supposed to be. I mean, they were supposed to be at least wild card contenders with Fitzpatrick, and when he went down, I mean, Heineke was a fun story for a little bit, but they just totally. I mean, the defense is crap now, randomly, even though it was so good last year. Their defense yeah, that is That is interesting. Yeah, like, I, I was going into the year being like, oh, I don't want to start a running back versus Washington's defense. Yeah, no, that's the, big, I think it's the biggest letdown this year. Probably the biggest letdown of the year. I, yeah. I, I agree. At least in the NFC. But, yeah, I don't think – I definitely know that Antonio Gibson is not going to reach that ceiling this year. I think um, next year they could, when they have a better you know, quarterback situation, it might be contending, I could see them featuring Gibson more. But they might just be trying to save him with the – the uh, what was it, stress fracture? Yeah, interesting. I, I was uh, I read a tweet today where I was talking about the top running backs, uh, just with Derrick Henry now down, um, Antonio Gibson not performing like you'd expect, um, but out of the guys available right now for redraft, if you could redraft right now for the rest of the year, like who is your run, number one running back? Christian you, McCaffrey. Yeah, I, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd be a person that probably cut out the injuries, so yeah. the injured back. So I'd probably go. I mean, it would be Jonathan Taylor, probably number yeah, one. Probably uh, number two or three would be. Um, I mean, looking at I think I mean, Daryl Henderson, Najee Harris, Najee Harris, the workload dude. Najee Harris has been really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler, yeah. So I think it's a mixture of you know Daryl, Najee, Kamara, Eckler. And uh, Jonathan Taylor, and you still feel good fine about Cook, although he's like he he's not playing bad. It's just our offense isn't generating opportunities for him, and 
Some people were calling out and saying, like, I was seeing on Reddit, people were like, oh, Dalvin doesn't look the same. And I don't think it was that. I really he had 80 yards on and like yeah. 17 carries. Yeah. They said he didn't yeah. look right or something. No, I, he, I, thought, I, I thought he looked great. great. Yeah, I agree. So, um, he just hasn't, yeah, he, you know, it's just you want a good offense when you're you're running back to being a good offense, and it's not good right now. Quick, uh, like, fantasy budget question. If, yeah. If you had <clears throat> Michael Carter on your waivers in your league. Yeah. You know, is, is that a guy that you're spending 50% of your budget on? Yeah. That he's a guy you can play the rest of the year? Yeah. Okay, and then the the Eagles running backs. Uh, is Boston Scott uh, worth money, worth starting uh, regularly? Jordan Howard's not worth anything. But, I mean, they, ran, they both had 12 and 11 carries. They both averaged five yards a carry. They both had two touchdowns. So, like, I would uh, – I mean – you're not gonna get this. They haven't had rushing touchdowns all year. Yeah, it's that's the first time. It's a highly risky first, situation. Yeah. It's in fantasy. It's a highly risky situation. I mean, I feel I feel out for the people that paid a bunch for Gainwell. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just puts up a stinker. And you got the same nothing. thing with David Johnson too. He took 11 percent of the snaps. Yeah, oh my 11 percent. The outcome of the the Mark Ingram trade is people thought David Johnson, yeah. whose usage was going up, would be like the main guy. Right, he'd yeah. get his. 10-plus carries and 5-plus targets, and he had the, the least amount of field time behind um, Rex Burkhead and... Um, can't even remember who they're running back. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, oh, another savage thing about our car ride home. Not another, just a savage thing. Uh, when we were listening to that Red Zone, yeah. we, we had these sh- like shitty Red Zones the just whole way The stream kind of kept in and out. And then, so we're listening to Red Zone, and the announcer just absolutely <laughs> tearing apart the Texans. He's like, guys, the impossible has happened. The Houston Texans have scored points today. <laughs> <laughs> they were down yes. like 38 to nothing. And then they were making a come- They didn't make a comeback at all. They scored two more touchdowns, and he's like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing to see. Oh, we're savage. checking in into the Texans for the greatest comeback in NFL history. <laughs> savage. Like, yeah. Just... I don't know. I thought that was pretty funny. That was good. Savage. Damn. Um, oh, Michael Carter, by the way. As long as Mike White's starting, you got to start him. I mean, apparently he's like the leading receiver on the yeah. team when Mike White is playing. Right. And you get ten plus targets. No Corey Davis. No Zach Wilson, and the offense looks like the best in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Put some more yards than Tom Brady. <laughs> um, tight ends. T.J. Hawkinson led the the group. Um, and then a bunch of no-name guys. Yeah. <laughs> not really no-name, but a lot of waiver tight ends, you know, showed up with around 10 or more points. The, the studs didn't really live no, up to their expectations. There, I think it was um, – I wrote it down somewhere, I thought. But um, I think there was n- nine or eight of the top 12 tight ends this week were all free agents. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. That's so yeah. nuts. Does that – bring you back to like the the parody days of old when like tight ends were worthless and you could just like change them out each week right because you know who knows if you're gonna get uh, and nobody surpassed 13 (laughs) so it's like everybody's between 0 and 13 Mm -hmm. 9 of those guys you don't know who they are or it's Pat Fryermuth Mm -hmm. number (laughs) 1 we love that guy yeah I love Patty big big Muth fan yeah Um, but yeah I mean is there is there anyone that you're you're gonna add to no. start as your tight end next week? No, Pat Fryermuth maybe. Maybe, but probably not. Um, I mean, I'm starting Hunter Henry until Dawson Knox gets back. So yeah, I could probably pick up Pat Fryermuth, and if you see five targets a game, it's 
Probably okay. It's a win. Yeah, I, I think that, that Fryermuth, uh, Dan Arnold, and Tyler Conklin are all startable yeah. in some aspects. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Arnold was a leading receiver for the Jaguars. I mean, obviously it's not a high uh, potential they did, they did, offense. They did trade for him and then started to throw it to him all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, you never know. Um, yeah. Uh, bad performances. Uh, dude, in the game that the Eagles score 44, Jalen Hurts, worst game of the year. The only yeah. week that he wasn't a QB1, they put up 44. <laughs> I mean, and he was under 10 points. Does it get any more Bortles than this? No. I mean, <laughs> you, you, like, love the guy for his fantasy output, and then his team actually does well, and then he lets your fantasy team down. Yeah. It almost feels worse than Tebow, in all honesty. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy. He's, he's not worse than Tebow. <laughs> no. It feels, I just mean, like, the offensive ineptitude. Like, he literally, I mean, it's just like, maybe they figured something out. Maybe they're going to start running, like, crazy, like, 35 carries a game and just try it. But... I mean, they've never been in a lead before like that, so it's just um, it's interesting. But maybe maybe it'll be crazy. Like they just start giving those running backs like insane carries. Mm-hmm. They might. I doubt it. But yeah, they might. Um, <laughs> Kyler's another one. Yeah, he, I feel like he's had two bad games in a row now, and like, he's, he started the season out QB one through like four weeks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now he's gonna miss potentially one to up to three weeks with a sprained ankle. That's right. Um. Probably out just one week, I think. But yeah. it hasn't been reported a lot. But he's been dealing with just nagging stuff in general, like beyond, even beyond this most recent injury. Before that, he had some of the shoulder again and all that stuff. So I think that might be playing a little bit into why it's all of a sudden been a little disappointing. But yeah, it's, you hate to see it. Does that hurt his his long term like longevity? Like as a starting quarterback and a high fantasy producer, because he's so small, he's more likely to get hurt and. You know, maybe he'll RG3 his career away? I'm not sure I could. I mean, the, the benefit with him is that he's not like a Cam Newton type where he's like a, being like a wrecking ball. He's usually just trying to evade pressure and get open and throw like, yeah, throw he, first. But he's not does crushing into people and like really ramming it. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he's being chased. I, I think the ankle injury was a chase down. Yeah. Yeah. He has that like, that, that thing happens to every quarterback, though. Yeah, oh, for sure. So um, it's, it's interesting. And then uh, Justin Herbert. I had a hot take. I don't know, four weeks ago, saying that Justin Herbert might be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I did <laughs> too. I was right there. He has fallen off a cliff these last three games. I feel like he's only had like two startable weeks out of... For fantasy-wise, yeah. I think seven he's like two for seven, three for seven of being even within the top ten quarter or twelve quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Have you guys watched those games? Because I didn't really... I haven't watched a lot of Chargers, but I'm curious. I wonder I what's know. changed. I couldn't tell their defense I, I, isn't great. I know, like at least against the run, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if it's like play calling thing. Is it Herbert's off? Is it like what? I wonder what's going on. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't get They're a lot of screen time so there, but the the numbers are are a scary trend to look at. Yeah, in this yeah. situation it is. Um, wide receivers, Odell, one catch, six yards. <laughs> like. <laughs> did, well, <laughs> is he just bad? I think so. I think, he has to be, right? I think he lived off his name value long I th- enough. I think he did. It's, we're finally coming down. Next right. year, he's... Like, everyone's like, oh, but if he goes to like, the Packers, I just don't think he's good. Yeah. Uh, he just isn't even close to what he used to be. Right. Yeah, I'm not even sure. Like, I don't know. I've seen so many conflicting things. I've seen people watch it, and they're like, oh, he looks still looks great. It's just like... Him and Baker don't have any any chemistry Man. and stuff like that. No, no, no one's ever no one's ever looked that great 
and put up nothing for stats. Yeah. yeah. But you can't. You, you're just not... If, you, if you're putting up nothing for stats, then you're not anything. Well, mm-hmm. except for maybe Allen Robinson. <laughs> I, I think it's the same thing right now. Now, the quarterback play is terrible. Yeah. For but both. For both. Yeah. But... I, I don't think know. Moody surpassed that one. Even he, he went I, for I, I six for sixty. Like, I agree. I, I don't. I don't know why the Bears were so insistent on like we need to keep this guy and yeah. not let him go anywhere for like what, two, three years in a row in the franchise tag. And it's like target him. There's <laughs> there's rumors. They're not hot rumors that you know he might be on the trading block with the trading deadline tomorrow. Um, if he does get traded to any other team. Is that a, a guy you would look to want on your team the rest of the well, year? Right now, he's a he's a waiver level player. Yeah, he, he, you can, you cannot in any situation start him. Yeah, you almost wouldn't want to make a move to hope that he gets that because he's so worthless right now that if you made that trade and it didn't work out, which odds are he won't get traded, then it would just sink your bench. <laughs> like you're just you know you're just like you could the risk is. So high. I don't think you need to trade for him. I think I think you can get him on waivers in, yeah. uh, in half the leagues right now. That crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, Robinson was obvious on the list. Although right. I think we can just take him off of a worst performances list because we, he's just yeah, it's just irrelevant. irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> it could just be our, our Allen Robinson I, list. I, I, I haven't moved him yet. No. <laughs> um, Justin Jefferson um, had a pretty down week. We talked about struggles on offense there. Mike Williams. Um, definitely a little nervous about him. Might just yeah. like take my ten points from Robert Woods that I'm going to get each week, and just say, you know what? I'd rather just take this than have the occasional two. Right. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that that you know is that they were playing the Patriots, so you know that Belichick could have decided he wants to take away Mike Williams potentially. But it's like, do you want to start him next week after that performance? It's no. like, no, I, I probably have a better receiver on my bench. I'm going to wait it out until he gets back. Right. right. And then I I had a list of three guys that that didn't put up that many points this week. Uh, Javante Williams, Jalen Waddell, and Christian McCaffrey. I feel like those three guys didn't score a lot of points this week. Yeah, probably not. And Devonta Smith, who's also on your team, and Nick Chubb. <laughs> yeah. And you, and you still have a chance. Oh, no, what I was saying is <clears throat> um, in my, my fantasy league, my main league, I didn't. I didn't have our. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have Jalen Waddle and Javante Williams on my roster this week. That's right. Yeah, but I did have Christian McCaffrey on my roster this week. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't forget that you traded for him. I forgot who you traded for him, and I can't. I can't imagine him doing that trade right now. Yeah. So it's just a little fancy talk in our league. Um, this last week on Tuesday, I, I saw that. Um, Mitch was offering up Christian McCaffrey on his trade block. Didn't we talk about this on the pod last week? No. No. Oh. Yeah. And so I sent him a trade offer of Javonta Williams, Jalen Waddle, and Adam Thielen for Christian McCaffrey and Keenan Allen. (laughs) (laughs) And... You know, there's Why upside. Did I think of that? There's upside I, all over. I, I, I should have done that trade. <laughs> I could have gotten what my value was going to be for McCaffrey to you so easily for those three guys. Sure. Could have um, traded you Zach Moss. You'd have been like, "Yep." <laughs> no, no, no way. There's yep. risk in holding McCaffrey. There's there's ceilings involved with the, those younger rookies. Um, you know, Mitch's team is on the the downside because he's been holding on McCaffrey for so many weeks and. 
You know, he's got a keeper potential with Javante Williams being the, the lead back in Denver next year. But I think that if he loses for three years in a row, he loses his rights to a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just I, I think we have to create a new punishment, and I think that's what it is. <laughs> Mitch, I know you're listening. You should let us know how you feel about that. Yeah, <laughs> the poor get poorer. Is that going to incentivize you to just like give it everything you've got to win this thing? <laughs> I, yeah, so we'll see. I, I was pumped because I'm I'm making a push for the playoffs. Mitch, I think is just looking to get a full roster of points. Um, you just gotta avoid the toilet bowl game, right? As long <laughs> as you're not <laughs> in the bottom two teams, you know that's the only thing that matters in the league. Um, yeah, but but speaking of our league, yeah, I, we've got a few close matchups going into tonight's game. I've got Patrick Mahomes and Kadarius Tony. Versus my opponent's Tyreek. And you're down 23. And I'm down currently or going into it? Well, I'll, I'll look up currently. Current, it's even more because Tyreek yeah. got a touchdown. Ooh. Um, but even if I lose, I move down to 4-4. Four and four, and, and if Christian McCaffrey's back next week, I feel like I, I've got a good path forward to the playoffs. Oh, no. I mean, anytime you get consistently the best player in fantasy, if he comes back healthy, I mean, you're going to be in a great spot. That's for sure. I think Garrett, you're also basically I, lost I, this I, week. I lost this week, yeah. Yeah, you um, needed a, a so fifty banger from Daniel you are Jones. Now, yeah, you are down thirty-two right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a lot more was, to come back from. Down. I was hoping it'd be closer yeah. before halftime rather than further. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, Braden, you are going against Kelsey. And Daryl Williams. I'm still got like a seven point cushion, but it's literally one of those leads where it's like all it takes is one yeah, drive. It's, it's seven points right now. It's just one drive. It's weird though. Derek Gore, who I've never even heard of, has been getting more carries than Daryl Williams for some reason out of nowhere. And so I've been in, he got a touchdown too. So I've been, that helps a little bit. But even Kelsey alone could just wreck it. Is so. is, is Clyde going to be back next week? He's eligible. Um, I mean, I'm I definitely know. hoping so. I'm I'm hitting the edges of my depth right now, man. I'm I'm uh, if I lose another in one of my key positions, I don't know if I'm gonna replenish. Uh, it's uh, getting tight, so uh, please come back, Clyde. <laughs> um, and then in our last big matchup yes. in our league, Dude, this is the ultimate is toilet bowl. So disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Keaton versus Chris. Um, Keaton. Going into tonight, did not have a defense in his roster, but last second added the Chiefs defense. This would have been two weeks in a row and, that he did and, not play a defense. And by him adding that defense into his roster, I think it pushed the projections to a, a, an even square game <laughs> at like 52 to 57 going into tonight. And yeah, they each only have like one point. It's 63 to 58. And Six, it's Graham Gano versus Harrison Bucker and the Chiefs D. Oh, wow. We're about to give up a touchdown right here. The, so, yeah, this is all, This is going to be a really tight matchup. Oh, it's um, maybe a uh, maybe it's a toilet bowl kind of conversation matchup here. It could be. I mean, uh, I mean, Chris has a respectable record. If he wins this game, he's four and four. Oh, yeah, and uh, and, and I think he's like the the third or fourth highest scorer guy in the league. So Chris <laughs> needs this. That's right. I'm not about Mitch. I thought it was Mitch. No, no, no. no. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris, Chris needs this. Chris does need this. Uh, Keaton, his team is going to be one of those that's fighting to like not be in the bottom two. Right. The injuries it's, just have got a ton him. of injuries, but and then, yeah, Saquon, David Montgomery, 
Uh, Miles Sanders has obviously been disappointing. He picks up Gainwell and has to spend a healthy amount of fab on him, I think. Yep. Right? Just, just to obviously see no usage for Gainwell versus the other two guys. So <laughs> yeah. This is like, wow, like, what is this? He wasn't even using the receiving game, which is weird. Like, that was his, that's, that's what, what he's, he's known he's for. Doing, yeah. He had like 13 carries for 27 yards and no receptions. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Worst case for Keaton there. Best case for Chris is uh, the Giants just didn't get a touchdown on that play, so they're going to have to settle for the field goal. <laughs> and he's got Graham Gano. And he's going against Graham Gano. So. That's the bad thing about playing the opposing kicker and also starting that defense. Yeah. You're only going losing points. Keaton, if you're listening, Zach and I were talking, and we thought it might have been a better bet to get the Giants defense. I, yeah, just... The way Kansas City's been turning it over, the Giants have a much more talented defense. Right, the Chiefs' defense is awful. The Chiefs is the 32nd best defense right. by a margin. Yeah. They're, they're real bad. Um, like I, I think that he has a better chance of losing points with the Chiefs' defense than he did the Giants. Yeah. Which is hard to believe because you're going against the Chiefs. But I think that's just We'll kind see of how that turns out, but it it's uh, looking good for Chris right now. It is looking good for Chris. Um... I'd say so what's, what's looking like is going to happen. Sorry, not looking like, but based off of projections alone, here's what the standings will be. Matt and Justin to 7-1, and one, Eric to 5-3, and three, Zach Braden and Chris 4-4, four and four, I'm at 3-5, and five, Mitch, Tom, and Keaton out 2-6. and six. So, I mean, no one's totally out of it. No one's totally out of it. Those 2-6 and six guys are in a, in a, in a tough spot. I feel like I'm somewhat in a tough spot, especially being down two games to Eric, down a game on U3. Um, I mean, there's a lot of season left, but it's also it's, it's creeping up pretty quick. This was week eight. Yeah, and there's a couple clearly, you know, like Justin and Matt's team, they're obviously, they've shown like they've had a decent cushion. Now it hurts of Justin losing Derrick Henry and then Matt, you know, obviously eventually these backup running backs, the starters will come back eventually and, and you're going to have to figure out the running back situation, but... I mean, their teams have been just on fire, and so it feels like just like a just a total you know slugfest in the middle of the standings. Just I mean, he does have Cooper Cup and Travis Kelsey. Yep, so that'll, that'll help pretty you dominant co- combination there. Yeah. That accidental zero RB baby. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's run, never seen a better zero RB performance out here. <laughs> <laughs> just killing it. Um, I we're we're kind of running out of time here. I don't know if we want to talk about any you know quick waiver ads no or any of the games ads, no. coming. Let's talk about some of the games. Um, Jets Colts Thursday night not worth talking about. Browns <laughs> Bengals no. Um, Chargers the, dude the afternoon slate I was looking today is pretty good. Chargers Eagles could be a good game maybe, but the other two are really good. Packers at Chiefs Cardinals at Niners. Okay, Ooh. those are both interesting games. Titans at Rams is Sunday night. Guys, we haven't talked about Von Miller getting traded today. Yes, Damn. right before the trade deadline, Von Miller to the Rams. Shit, that defense was already maybe the best in the league, and they add a former MVP who's still playing at a pretty high level. Right, so, got it. He's so they're going for it. Yeah, I, and I love that. The, the Rams are trying to win, and yep. they're mortgaging the future to do it, but. Yep. If you get that win, they've been so close, like two out of the last three years. This if is, you get this, it this, this year, this might be the best team they've had. Do they, they have any more oh, draft picks sure. to give? <laughs> I don't. I think so. But they oh. got their their they got their franchise QB for a couple of years. They he's have, playing at an MVP like level. Yeah, dude, he's he's playing great. I, I I was going into the year saying like I think he's going to play well, and I think Matt Stafford's a good quarterback, but I'd rather have Kirk. 
Yeah. Going into the year, I'd rather have Kirk than Matt Stafford. I mean, I'm not at that point right now, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that Stafford was just going to catapult into this top five quarterback. But yeah. he, he has, and like situation has been very, very kind to him. And you wonder if Kirk with Sean McVay in, in oh, LA. Right. I mean, technically, he did have Sean McVay in Washington one year, but um, you wonder about that. But like, no, Stafford is clearly just. Yeah. I mean, he looks Money. incredible. It's great. Cooper, I mean, the weapons are incredible. Cooper Cup is going to break the all-time records. He's going he's, he's to break the all-time receiving record for yards and for touchdowns. He just doesn't slow down. He does not slow down. But you just know he's a grinder out he's there. He's a grinder. Type of guy. First in, last out. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what our podcast promotes. You know? <laughs> Big grinder kind of guy. Yeah. Sneaky athletic. Truly. Yeah, and then the Titans, obviously, we'll see how they do. Hopefully, Adrian Peterson uh, runs for, like, 300 yards. Yeah, that'd be that's awesome. what I'm expecting. <laughs> um, Bears-Steelers Monday night, not much to talk about. Uh, both teams kind of straight uh, on the Steelers did win. Teams on by, Lions, not a ton there, but DeAndre Swift. The Seahawks, so you got some good big receivers there. The Bucks are on by. Ooh, that's a lot of fantasy that's players. That's a lot of fantasy players. And then the football team. Yep. Yep. Wow. So... That's a, you know, six, would you say four teams on by? Four teams on by. I mean, not crazy, but. It's going to make it's gonna make things, you know, interesting. You're going to be starting some kind of waiver guys this week. Yeah. And, um, you know, make sure you Have you guys looked at the schedule for next week for uh, in our league? I haven't looked to who all I'm playing yet. I know um, we're getting to the second half of the year. We might have to give out some second half. Um, <clears throat> sleepers next week's ep- yeah, episode. Yeah, we, we should do that. Yeah, next week. I'm yeah. going to check who we're playing next week. Um, I've got Eric. It's a tough You've, matchup. Uh, Braden's got Tom. Okay. Zach's got Mitch. <laughs> oh wow! That's the. We'll see how this trade pans out. You know, right. it's going to burn one of us. <laughs> yeah. um, Waddle and uh, Adam Thielen all just having huge weeks next week. Could happen. You never know. Luckily for me, Eric's got Tom Brady, so that's a big buy to deal to with. That. But, uh, yeah, I think that. Yeah, it, things like that. Checking who you're playing that week can help with your waiver selections. Absolutely, you, can. you know, kind of know what you need and what your opponent needs, and yeah. um, you know, kind of a, a fun little tip to to check that beforehand. But, I mean, I want to thank Adam for showing up tonight. Yeah, that's good to be here, guys. Yeah, it's talking fun. some football, just getting to hang out. It's a good time. Now it's time for some Manning cast. Yeah, now, now <laughs> we turn on Manning cast. Also, probably G-Force even later, you know. Yeah, definitely G-Force. <laughs> we got at least the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> at least I don't know what they're working with. Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, we get to see John Stewart, who we missed, Michael Strahan. Um, who are the other ones? Josh Allen and Michael Irvin tonight. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, they some fun wins. guests. Yeah. Is this the main broadcast for Monday Night? It's on ESPN2. But like, yeah. it's definitely the better one. Yeah. So, check it out. Um, I miss the days of the Nickelodeon cast for the yeah, big days. It's coming yeah, back. We'll, we'll get the MVP on uh, one of those slime cast. Uh, get slime. Thanksgiving <laughs> games. Probably going to be Mitch Trubisky again. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, later, dudes. <laughs> We go over an hour?